Uh, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, Rough Greens is something that has totally changed uh, my dog's uh, life, really has. Changed our life, too. We started giving him Rough Greens after the last trip up to the ranch, and it was so nasty because we were, we had to take turns. Every day we were like, no, it's not my turn to feed the dog. Yes, it is. Now, normally kids are like that, but when the adults are like that, it's a problem. And the problem is, is that Uno had to be hand-fed. He wouldn't eat unless you stood there with him and started, look, here's some food. Yum, yum, yum. I mean, it was like playing airplane with your dog every day. <laughs> Horrible. Uh, so we started putting rough greens on top of it, and it is something that's really, really good. We talked to our vet, and the vet said, please um, give this to them. Um, it's really good. Jam-packed with vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, omega oils, and probiotics. It's all the stuff that's cooked out. Uh, usually, you can get it at Rough Greens, ruffgreens.com slash Beck. He wolfs it now. Roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Call today. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. So we are awash in this this ocean of bad news and bad karma, man. It's like, really, you're harsh in my mellow on the United States of America. So I'm going to flip the script uh, this hour. I, I want to... Uh, I want to tell you some good things that are going on as people are starting to stand up. People are starting to see that this is not good. Um, and I also, uh, I also would like to remind you uh, of some history. I, I've been, I've been, I've been looking at a lot of American art, a lot of uh, Norman Rockwell, things like that, trying to find the spirit of America and what. What is it that we have really lost? And the thing that we've lost is the truth. That's it. The truth of our story. And it didn't come from Norman Rockwell. Um, the truth of our story is so much powerful, so much more powerful than any image anyone can create. But we haven't told that story for a while. Now we're being told that everybody in this country has always been racist. Absolutely not true. And I want to tell you a story you've never heard of American history and if you're an African American it should piss you off a little bit who took my history from me we go there in 60 seconds this is the Glenn Beck program you know the internet is a great place but also an incredibly dangerous place and that goes double if you have kids because your kids if they're anything like my kids they're on devices using the internet all the time and while your kids may like you to think that they've got all this technology stuff mastered they don't cyber criminals are clever there are a, a lot more of them these days and they are looking for the weak spot in your internet defenses especially when it comes to your children we had uh Tim Ballard on uh, from Operation Underground uh, Rescue or Railroad, uh, and he was talking yesterday about how this is 
the pedophiles and the people who are targeting our kids actually call this harvest season. They say that the the uh, covid virus is so good for the harvest of children. You need Norton 360, and with that, you'll get real-time protection against existing and emerging threats from cyber criminals. You'll get device security with a VPN uh, with bank-grade encryption. It'll help keep your information more secure and private when you're on Wi-Fi. And don't forget password managers that securely create, stores, and manages all your password, credit card information, all other credentials. Nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is an ally that you need in your corner. And right now, until July 19th, you can save up to 60% off your first year with your annual subscription to norton.com slash back that's norton.com slash back save up to 60% off norton 360 do it now tonight the most dangerous agenda of black lives matter we actually do have an ideological frame um, myself and alicia in particular are trained organizers um we are trained Marxists. The Marxist plot to transform America by destroying the family. We are super versed on sort of ideological theories. Glenn fights back with the facts. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern, only at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Do not miss tonight's episode. It's really important. And you can join us now and become a member of the Blaze. Save 20 bucks. If you use the promo code Save the Family tonight. All right, I want to take you back to the end of the uh, Revolutionary War. Battle ra- uh, ravaged New England. Uh, people were trying to put their lives back together. And there was a veteran soldier who applied for and received a license to open a new ministry in New England. He had been training as a minister during the war years, writing his own sermons, preaching both to his fellow soldiers at uh, Fort Ticonderoga and his small but growing home parish uh, when he was discharged from Washington's army. Well, during the war, he served as a Minuteman, uh, and there were a bunch of volunteers from Granville, New York, and they, they marched on Roxbury, Massachusetts, following the battles of Lexington and Concord in 75, and then in 76, following the Continental Army's victory over the British at Fort, Ticonder- uh, Fort Ticonderoga, um, his military unit was garrisoned to guard the fort against the British and lo- loyalist reprisals. He served with honor and valor and bravery. Now, this is a story that you're not going to hear about America because it doesn't fit the narrative anymore. But it is important that you know it. If we're going to preserve the country, the first thing we have to do is preserve the truth of our history. This guy had come from very simple means. Um, he was he was actually an indentured, an indentured servant. Now, this is something that happened to both whites and blacks. Um, you would, in, in his case, his family sold him into indentured servitude. And what that meant was you would, let's say you're coming across the ocean, somebody else would pay for your trip across the ocean, but then you had to work that off and you didn't get paid. You were an indentured servant for X number of years. So he was an indentured servant at the age of five, and he was raised by a blind farmer named Deacon David Rose. His wife taught him how to read and write, and at the age of 14, He was sitting at the table and he took his turn reading a sermon to the family because they would do weekly worship service after dinner. 
Well, Deacon Rose was really impressed with the boy's oratory skills, and he said, really nice reading, and who is the sermon from? Well, the boy said, um, well, me, I, I wrote the sermon. That's when Deacon Rose knew he had somebody special in his house, and he introduced him to the local Calvinist minister who continued his education in theology up until his 18th year when his indentured servitude ended. That's the year he joined the Continental Army. Well, by 1781, he had founded his own local parish in Middle Granville. By 1785, he was fully ordained uh, by the Massachusetts and Connecticut Calvinist Church and sent on a church mission to find and found a new parish in the Republic of Vermont. He was instrumental in pushing for statehood for Vermont. He was a prolific author, uh, writing as a key advocate for the abolition of slavery. His essays and his sermons were published in newspapers all over the United States, and a collection of his writings was kept in the White House by George Washington. He was a minister of his Vermont parish for 30 years. He had a faithful congregation that was mostly white, but it did accept black and mulatto uh, parishioners as well. And during that time, he helped found additional churches in New York and New Jersey, New Hampshire and Delaware. He was frequently um, invited to speak at colleges on the issues of theology and the abolition of slavery and the rights of man. In fact, his writings are quoted in Thomas Jefferson's first inaugural address. Jefferson quoted him. And again, in a letter that Jefferson wrote to the British ambassador in 1802, when he said, Jefferson quoting him, Quote, liberty is equally as precious to a black man as it is to a white one, and bondage as equally as intolerable to one as it is to the other, end quote. That was a line that Jefferson wrote to the British, but he didn't write it himself. In 1804, he was uh, awarded an honorary Master of the Arts in the- uh, Theology. In 1805 to 1817, he developed friendships with James Madison, the father of the Constitution, Henry Clay, Daniel Webster. With their support, he advocated strongly that God's providence would eventually lead to the overthrow of slavery in the United States and that the natural rights of all mankind, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness would lead to unparalleled blessings of prosperity for the new nation. He advocated for republicanism and equal rights in pamphlets that he co-authored with James Madison. He spent 30 years in Vermont, and he was called to open a new church in New York, which again was non-segregated, mostly white. They openly accepted freed black and mixed race worshipers as well. Not a problem. In New York, he established one of the first touring church choirs. Black and white singers, they were invited to and performed at the White House as a guest of John Quincy Adams, both white and black. He died in 1833. He was 80 years old. The church he founded in Vermont, one of the oldest continuously operating houses of worship in the United States. It was designated by Gerald Ford as a National Heritage Landmark in 75. In 86, Ronald Reagan called him one of the founding fathers of the Republican Party, since his writings effectively became the foundational platform the party adopted when it was formed 20 years after he passed away. Now, maybe you don't think the, the life of this guy, his name was Lemuel Haynes. 
maybe you don't think it's all that remarkable that the indentured servant to a blind farmer would serve as a Minuteman to George Washington, later become a minister in New England in several congregations, to be ordained an officer in his church, receive a master's degree in theology, and ad- an advocate for the abolition of slavery. Perhaps that's just another American story. A good, faithful man enjoyed success for his hard work and is widely accepted. And perhaps that would be true if Lemuel Haynes wasn't black. Born to a black father and a white mother, a serving girl in 1753. This goes against the narrative you're now hearing. Accepted as a soldier in George Washington's army. Licensed by the state of Massachusetts to form a congregation and preach in local communities, founding his own church house, which was attended mainly by whites. Ordained a minister, the first black man to achieve that office in U.S. history. Sent on a mission to found a new church in Vermont Territory. Awarded a master's degree in theology, the first black man to achieve that honor. Invited to speak at universities all over the United States. I didn't think that was allowed to happen. Faithfully supported by most, uh, mostly a white congregation in Vermont, New York, Massachusetts. His writings published and co-authored by James Madison and Henry Clay. His mixed-race choir invited to sing at the White House. In what we're now told is the most racist nation in the history of the world, whose entire history and identity is based on racial intolerance, and he was black. How does that fit? That Lemuel Haynes lived and thrived is indeed a classic American story. It's a heroic story. He should be remembered not because he was a black man, but because his story is representative of hundreds of thousands of similar stories of Americans of all races, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, Indian, who against all odds persevered and achieved their dreams, made a difference broke new ground, taught their peers to reach a little higher, to think a little deeper, to pursue happiness as they saw fit. Lemuel Haynes is all the more remarkable still for his humbleness and his faith, despite all that he had achieved during his lifetime. He wrote his own epitaph, which still adorns his burial place in Vermont. Here lies the dust of a poor, hell-deserving sinner who ventured into eternity trusting wholly on the merits of Christ for salvation. In the full belief of the great doctrines he preached while on earth, he invites his children and all who read this to trust their eternal interest in that same foundation. American financing and the truth of America. American financing and MLS one eight two three three four www.mlsconsumeraccess.org. All right, these past few months, mortgage rates have fallen to all time lows so many times that it's almost starting to feel a little routine, isn't it? But if 
if thinking of it that way makes you hesitate, makes you think that you can put it off, then you need to get that idea out of your head. You need to start saving money right now. You need to you need to stop paying the banks more than you have to. If you're having trouble meeting your mortgage because you've been laid off or because of covid you can save so much money by refinancing right now and not resetting your loan. If you have high interest credit card debt, roll that in. There are millions of Americans right now that have the opportunity to save hundreds, if not thousands of dollars every month by refinancing their mortgages. And you could be one of them. Think about it. What could you do if you had a few hundred or even a thousand bucks back in your pocket every month? Do yourself a favor. Take 10 minutes out of your day-to-day and visit AmericanFinancing.net. They're actually waiting for your call right now. 1-800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds. Station ID. Oh, yeah. So there's a couple of things here going on that I think are also uh, good news. Uh, defying the defund the police movement. There are some companies that are backing the blue. Uh, and um, and we need to do more than just say, hey, thanks, police officers. Ford. Last week, some employees of Ford wrote an open letter to the CEO to stop production of the law enforcement vehicles, including the Ford Police Interceptor. But their CEO said, nope, I don't think we're going to do that. It may be controversial for Ford to make the police interceptor, but it helps officers do their job. Axon, the technology company that supplies police with non-lethal weapons such as tasers, defends its continued production of the weapons. The director of the board said in a statement, the transparency and accountability provided by body cams aren't magical solutions to prevent deaths, but they do give a clearer picture of what is happening. Uh, Edgard Watches, the luxury watch company, released a pro-law enforcement ad that showed police and a dog rescue. The uh, company CEO said he did the ad because he felt like our politicians, the media, companies around the country, they're turning their back on police and it's got to stop. Chick-fil-A, the first fast food restaurant, was under fire from some chains uh, distributing shirts supporting the pro-law enforcement organization Blue Lives Matter. Back the blue, their new T-shirts say. Five guys, after three police officers were denied service at a Five Guys restaurant in Alabama, the company said it had fired some of the employees and others would receive additional training. Five guys in Alabama, the franchise, wanted to thank the police department for their support in working together towards a resolution. As we uphold our commitment to fair, respectful, and equal treatment for all customers, please know the actions and sentiments of a few employees in Alabama don't represent five guys in the local franchisee. And Google. An employee petition requesting that Google leadership ban police from using all Google products received over 1,100 signatures. The CEO issued a statement condemning racial injustice, but said products such as Gmail, Google Suite, Google Cloud Platform would remain available to all. 
Yeah. And uh, NASCAR. NASCAR uh, is introducing a car that has the American flag, a blue line designed for police officers, and back the blue hashtag. Uh, they're doing other things as well at NASCAR. They're partnering with Wounded Blue, an organization supporting police officers wounded in the line of duty. Everywhere you turn today, good, hardworking police officers are under attack. We want to show law enforcement officers that we got their backs. What can you do in your life? What can we do in our life to help uh, police officers? Yeah. Did you see this video, um, also, Glenn, of, uh, yeah, of, go the, of the officer who helped the baby who was, uh, you know, choking? And the, the, it's yeah. on the dash cam, and you see these parents just panicking, and the, the mom is just, you know, screaming. Her child is choking in front of her, losing its, its life. And here's the here's the police officer just kind of steps in calmly, you know, performs all the operate, you know, the, the CPR, whatever the heck he had to do. He clears the path, the airway, yeah. does all the stuff. And it's like this stuff happens every day and you never hear about it. Every day these guys are out there doing things like that. Every day. And then the one time one police officer does something wrong, it's in the, the, the constant news for months. It is just so completely unfair to these guys the way that they're treated in this country. So um, there's another story battling substance abuse since the age of 11. Kenneth Bearden suffered over 30 overdoses. Police officers have helped to revive him more than a dozen times. Today, Kenneth is six years sober. He said to his son, you wouldn't have a dad today if it wasn't for those police officers. Spencer Bohan, a nonverbal child with autism, doesn't have a sense of danger, so when he goes missing, it's life or death, said his mother. When he climbed out of his bedroom window, he went missing. The Roanoke County Police came. They found him within 12 minutes of searching. Our police officers do an awful lot, um, and I can't take uh, Portland. Did you see what Portland, uh, they're saying to the feds, to get out of town, we don't want you here? The people, the, the, the businesses and the people of Portland are being just butchered by, uh, by violence. Their economy is, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, look, you're in your own state. You're in your own city. You do what you want. But there comes a point where the good people uh, that don't necessarily agree with all the violence, they need some protection as well. And... The feds have come in, and they're just trying to uh, protect the courthouses, the federal buildings. And the mayor of, of Portland said, get out or stay in your buildings. We don't want you here because of the violence, the violence that the feds bring. World's upside down, but I think she's starting to wake up a bit. Beck program. All right, Simply Safe. So you've made the decision. Time to take your home security game to the next level. You could go around the house every night, nailing all the doors and the windows shut. Uh, you know, and then getting up and pulling all those nails out in the morning. But uh, it might not be the best uh, or most fun thing to do. Um, but, it, you know, maybe it keeps the burglars out. Or you could just go with Simply Safe and protect your house with state of the art camera and sensor technology superb monitoring dedicated video verification team when you get simply safe you're going to be amazed at how easy it is to install and how much peace of mind you'll have once you do it and for 50 cents a day how could you possibly go wrong that's less than the cost of a hamburger a week 
Once you've started using Simply Safe, you're going to realize what really, truly good home security looks like and what it feels like. That feeling you can thank me for later. Right now, get your system and get started with SimplySafeBeck.com. Get a free HD security camera when you go to SimplySafeBeck.com to order your system. SimplySafeBeck.com. And go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the code SAVETHEFAMILY. You're going to save 20 bucks off your annual subscription. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Don't forget, tonight at 9 o'clock, a very, very... I like to call this a, uh, a second tower show. Have you had your second tower moment yet? We all had, remember, if you were alive during September 11th, you remember the first tower being hit. And what did we all say? Wow, that's weird. That's, holy cow, that's really bad. Was that a, a jetliner? Must have been, I mean, like, how did they, how did the pilot not just steer away from that? Even if he had a heart attack, what about the other pilot? We were trying to figure out. Then the second tower was hit, and all of us said, we're under attack. Have you had your second tower moment yet? That moment where you go, oh, crap, this is not just something that's happening. We're actually under attack. Tonight, we will show you the war on the nuclear family. One of the things that uh, Black Lives Matter is in their, their, their founding documents to destroy the nuclear family. Because it's a capitalist idea and a capitalist lie. We have that tonight at 9 o'clock. You don't want to miss it. If you're not a member of The Blaze, please join us. We need you now more than ever. Please join us. We're giving you 20% off of your year subscription if you use the promo code SAVETHEFAMILY. Tonight, 9 p.m., Blaze TV. You don't want to miss it. Pat Gray joins us now with another fact of history that has just been changed, and um, most people don't even know. Yeah, uh, just by Glenn. Uh, by the way, glad to see you're rocking the ascot again today. That's it, it's comforting. It's somehow comforting. It's a mask. Yeah. It's a mask. Yeah, we'll say in the COVID era. Does it now, double? It's as pretty a, common. Is that what you use it for? A little yeah, bandana does. situation. We were wondering. We were thinking, okay, it's an ascot, it. but yeah. is it also a mask? And I guess the answer is yes. No, no, it's a it's a bandana actually. <laughs> I know you have a hard time with those, but uh, <laughs> <do>. go ahead. <laughs> I do. I have an even harder time yeah. with, with this. Uh, Plymouth Plantation changed their, not, their name. Not that they're changing their name. It's already been changed. The Plymouth Plantation Living Museum, 400 years old, uh, changed to be more inclusive and respectful. And it is now Plymouth Patuxet to include the Native Americans that live in that region or lived in that region at the time okay. of this. So. Okay, okay, so, so wait a minute. Hang on just a second. Wait mm-hmm. a minute. Mm-hmm. The pilgrims, um, they happened to find the land. And if you find this coincidental, they happened to find the land mm-hmm. that was abandoned by mm-hmm. the Native Americans because the Native Americans felt that that land was cursed. Because a tribe had been wiped out with some disease um, years before. And so it was completely abandoned. So how 
does that what how we're changing it to <laughs> an know. indian name yeah uh, yes. what are you talking about and by the way the patuxet people have been extinct since 1622 so they're not even around to realize this honor that they're being <laughs> given <laughs> so this was the, just that <laughs> right it, i mean this is nuts uh, this yes. is absolutely nuts they and they are changing everything Next hour, we're going to show you. They're trying. There's an effort now to get rid of the the national anthem as well. It's a big effort uh, too, and we, and it's got some momentum. Oh, huge, yeah, yeah, it does. And, and you know, sixteen uh, the sixteen nineteen project. Do you know that Oprah Winfrey is now uh, producing a movie that's going to come out based on the sixteen nineteen project, which is a lie. Wow, it's a verifiable lie. And she's she's pushing that. I mean, second tower, gang. When are you going to have your second tower moment? We are under attack and it is happening rapidly. So fast. So fast. I mean, things that you couldn't have imagined six months ago are already done now. Not only only are they not opposed, it's already been done. And you don't even know that it's happened. Uh, You know, the Star Spangled Banner. The, the statues that are being removed or being discussed to be removed, the founders that are disparaged now, and you can't even say anything good about the founders. All of you know. How many times do you have to play the Michelle Obama thing? Uh, they've they've changed no, what, what they well, set hang out on, to Michelle, do. What did? Hang on, what was it that Barack knows? And Barack knows that we are going to have to make sacrifices. Mm-hmm. We are going to have to change our conversation. Uh, we're going to have to change our traditions, our history. We're going to have to move into a different place. We are 10 years past the fundamental transformation <laughs> of America. This is what, in, in, in all of the warnings that we gave you, uh, when we were at Fox, I mean, Pat, you were part of that research team. Stu, you were as well. Um, all of that. Can you name anything that we said was coming that isn't now here? No, and I, I think in then some, I, there, were, there were things that I don't think we could have imagined back then that have already transpired. And uh, we put a very little fight on any of it. It's, it's well, chilling. Well, there there's some... There's some good news. Um, first of all, uh, voters, and according to a new poll, uh, majorities of almost all demographic groups uh, measured to see cancel culture. They see it as bad. Just under half of the voters under 45 hold that view. Among the voters, 46 percent see cancel, uh, cancer, uh, cancel culture. I, I don't know why, because it is a cancer. Uh, see it as bad. 26% say it's a good thing. Now, that is astonishing to think that 26% of Americans think this McCarthy era that we're living in is a good thing. But if you look back in the 1950s, this is what we went through with with communism. It was just the opposite. You'd lose your job. You were, you were convicted if accused. Um, you know, it, it, it was... It was a witch hunt then, and it's a witch hunt now. Uh, only 17% of voters see uh, cancel culture as a good thing. Um, the, the problem is, <laughs> is um, the uh, very liberal voters, very, those who say that they're very liberal, 
31% see it as good, 37% see it as bad, 32% aren't sure. You know, if you're not sure, you should probably do something to get sure one way or another. There's there's no there's no place for you. I just I don't know, uh, rounding people up and just making them disappear. Good, bad, I'm not sure. It's so hard to decide on matters like that. And what do you guys think? Do you really figure is. that stuff out before or after you vote? Is there a time, wait, is there a specific <clears throat> order you need to do these things in? Like, do you learn mm. and then I would say figure it out now. And then learn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say figure it out now. Oh. You know who's figuring it out are the Christians in California. I just said yesterday, churches, you better wake up and you better stand up. I believe I condemned people to hell yesterday. I think you um, did. Which, mm-hmm. well, I didn't actually. Um, I didn't condemn them. I just know that they're going to hell. Uh, <laughs> but you're not their judge. Anyway, um, I mean, all you're saying is they're going to burn in the judge. fires of hell. That's all. I mean, that's. Yeah. So? Everlasting and eternal fire. Yeah. <laughs> that lake of ever, ever burning fire. Yeah. They're, they're there. Um, but, uh, I'm not their judge. Anyway, um, yesterday I was talking about churches waking up and it looks like in California it is starting to happen. Uh, some of the church leaders are saying they are not going to shut down again. San Francisco mm. and the American Russian Orthodox Arch, Archbishop uh, wrote a open letter to uh, Governor Newsom, said um, that s- his ban on singing is open discrimination, reminiscent of uh, reminiscent of the era of the godless persecutions in the USSR. It's about time somebody starts using this uh, language. Um, we now observe the contradiction that in mass protests that are taking place, which at which absolutely all precautions are violated with impunity, adding the church uh, into saying that you have to close down. They said they will defend their rights of the members to continue to worship. And there are lots of churches that are starting to rise up and that's in California and they need to, you can't lose the right of your religion and your faith and to worship that is a protected right and i love the fact that all the politicians are saying uh, you know what protest that's a first amendment right so is my house of worship and you mm-hmm. need to stand together as christians as jews whoever oh, we need to stand together because uh, you know we can argue about theology for a long time and uh, we'll all be destroyed doing that what do you say we stand together now uh, and stand up for the things that we all believe in and then we can argue about the other stuff later i'm just saying and they're so blatant about it we had this speech from de blasio was it last week or the week before where he was asked well hey how can you uh how can you say because there was a blm protest coming up and he was perfectly fine with that uh, but he didn't want people going back to church. And so they asked him about that disparity. And he said, well, oh, you can't compare the two. Those are apples and oranges because uh, the BLM people are doing something really important. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? Oh, what? my gosh. <laughs> so they've just. Oh, my gosh. They don't care anymore. It's like you said, the mask is off. Uh, obviously, figuratively speaking, it's on literally speaking. But they've taken off the mask about how they really feel about religion, about capitalism, about this country, 
and everything it stands for. Our founders, it's just all out there in the open. And if this doesn't alarm us to the point of taking a stand, nothing will. Nothing will. Nothing will. I read an op-ed piece yesterday um, about um, uh, about the two tower uh, kind of philosophy that have you had your second uh, tower experience? And I was really just struck by that is so right on the money. But when are people when is the average American or have they and they're just being quiet? I don't know. Uh, when is the average American going to have their their second tower kind of moment? I, you know, my second tower kind of moment was when I realized that when wearing a face mask, uh, I cannot unlock my iPhone with with the stupid face thing. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is a, a, mm. a travesty, a sham mm-hmm. and a mockery. It's a travis sham mockery and it must end. Stupid Apple Get a program that reads through my face mask (laughs) and will recognize me so I don't have to type in my freaking (laughs) code, which takes seconds. Oh, they will. Be careful what you ask for. Can I tell you something? It's probably already in the making. I lost lost my glasses someplace here. My wife was like, where did you put them? I'm like, I don't know. I (laughs) lost them outside. So some... some place some place where the cattle and the and the antelope roam um so i i put my old glasses on and i tried to open up my computer it didn't recognize my face and i'm like maybe clark kent was what i mean maybe that was true apple can't recognize my face with a pair of glasses oh that's not bad holy cow the worst one is when you when you realize you've gotten so fat it no longer thinks you're the same person (laughs) that is a bad realization legitimately happened to me before it's like god no who the hell are you what fat version of that old that's what it is hey that's what it is man i went in i went in i you know i spent like 12 hours in the hospital this last weekend because i had uh, kidney stones oh my gosh pat you know what that's like and we can only yeah. hope that Stu joins us on this, this <laughs> very soon. soon yes no uh, very soon very soon um but that was that was incredible but they pumped me full of so much water that i got out they put i think i said a gallon and a half i can't remember how much water they pumped into me but they pumped in so much fluid, I got out and I looked like I looked like I had gained thirty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "You got to keep drinking water." And I'm like, "Not if it makes me look like this, dude." No, oh, wait a minute! Oh, I was no, just gonna I'm say, did you do to. it again this morning? Because uh... <laughs> shut up, you <laughs> sure. <laughs> Pat Gray from uh, some show that he does someplace at some time, and someday maybe you'll hear about it and you can find him wherever podcasts are found. <laughs> Somewhere in America, within the sound of my voice, there is a man for whom the world, uh, the word work was never just another four-letter word. All his life, he was bonded to and his love with the, the, the land uh, and the land of his family and forefathers. Minutes piled in hours, hours piled in days and years, and the proof of his industriness, industrialness um, will come to you in the simple form of a handshake. This guy says what he means and means what he says. You will feel the strength of his handshake, the calluses on his hand, every bale of hay ever chucked onto the back of a truck. 
every chrome-plated steel wrench he ever had to turn with all his might just to squeeze another day out of the tractor, every calf he ever had to wrestle to the ground. All those things are in his handshake. You know what else is in it? Integrity, honesty, low-key appreciation for the fine nature of life itself. It's there in a handshake, and it's there in the pair of Tacova's boots that are on his feet. Handmade from the finest leathers, they take 200 steps to create. That's integrity. Put a, put a pair of boots that have integrity to remind you who you really are and the life you're supposed to lead. You'll find your pair of Tecovis at tecovis.com slash Beck. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck. Tecovis, Western Goods for your frontier. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The family is under attack. The country is under attack, and you need to be prepared for it and know what's going on. Tonight at 9 p.m. on Blaze TV, make sure you join us. Use the promo code SAVETHEFAMILY, and you, uh, your subscription, you'll save 20% now, $20 off of the promo code SAVETHEFAMILY. Join us at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Tonight, the family and how it is being dismantled and how some people you thought were allies are saying, yeah, the family's kind of outdated. It is the basic fundamental building block of the universe. It cannot be dismantled. It's evil to try. So what's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that is so complicated that you never use it. That is exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe that simpler is safer. And it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now. When feeling safe at home has never been more important, Simply Safe is there. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use while protecting your whole home 24/7. You can order online with a click of a button. Nobody's coming to your house. You open a box, place the sensors up, plug it in, and your home is protected around the clock. No technician, no salespeople. They don't disrupt your life, and you don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees or sign a 2-year contract. This is why Simply Safe was named best over all home security of 2020 by US News and World Report. Head to simplysafebeck.com and get a free HD camera just because you listen to my show at simplysafebeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Thank you, Hillary. Appreciate that. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, ebb sleep. Uh, now, look, in today's current climate, there's uh, all sorts of nonsense going on, uh, likely impacting your sleep at this point. How do you make it through the day, uh, let alone the night? The mind's normal way of dealing with stress and challenges is to be on guard uh, or more vigilant. That's very natural. It's the exact inverse, of course, of what's needed for a restful night's sleep. The Ebb Cool Drift System is a compact and gentle wearable solution that provides a cooling, calming sensation to the forehead designed to counteract the way the mind and body react to stressful situations, allowing people who are suffering from sleeplessness to drift more comfortably into a deeper, more restorative sleep. Imagine what you can take on the morning after a restful night's sleep. Uh, make sure you do that. Uh, you probably need to check that out if you're having trouble sleeping. Sleep, uh, sleep is, uh, is a solution that you want to check out, uh, whether you're seeking a solution to a long-term battle with sleeplessness or looking for a, a small improvement to operate at your peak. 
try the Ebb Cool Drift Sleep System. And just for our listeners, you can save 25 bucks off your order by going to tryeb.com slash Beck. That's T-R-Y-E-B-B dot com slash Beck. Use the promo code Beck at checkout. It's 25 bucks off your order, and you can try it risk-free for 60 nights. That's T-R-Y-E-B-B dot com slash Beck. Tryeb.com slash Beck to save 25 bucks. Use the code Beck. Radio show begins here in just seconds. America, it's Wednesday, and my gosh, we have so many things to talk about. Uh, the The mayor of Chicago is riding into the rescue. She said she she wishes she had the bat signal, but she's decided to call in another hero. In news that only makes sense if you are wildly intoxicated, um, we will. We will share with you in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. What's the, what, what happens when you are in so much pain that you can't do just not only the necessary things around the house, but you can't sleep half the time? That was the situation that Dawn found herself in. She's been a hairstylist for 25 years, and in her retirement, she had developed constant pain in her hands and her feet and her back, and she was desperate for something to take the pain away. Nothing she tried worked. I remember that feeling well, Dawn. Then she heard about Relief Factor. She decided... What do I have to lose? You know how the story goes. A few weeks later, Dawn was a completely different person. In fact, she was the person she was before the pain took over her life. Dawn got her life back, and you can too. If you're living with pain, give Relief Factor a try. Relief Factor, it's not a drug. It was developed by doctors. 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to to buy more because it works for them. So try the three-week quick start. It's a trial pack. It's only nineteen ninety five. See the difference. Get your life back. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com or 800-500-8384. It's ReliefFactor.com. And, and in, in other news today that makes an, aw- an awful lot of sense... The city of Chicago has uh, been under a, a shadow that is it was cast by the corona uh, the the flu pandemic and a surge in violence. Well, we still don't know what caused the violence. Probably, probably white people, but Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Is calling in a hero to tackle a different problem in Chicago: the low response rates for the U.S. Census. Apparently, her goal was to have at least uh, 
70 percent of the people fill out the census it's now being filled out by only about 40 percent of the people of chicago so yesterday in a press conference which i think was very very brave of her she said when i was a kid i loved the batman tv show and when and when the city of Goth- Gotham had a real difficult challenge, w- one of the things that the mayor did was he called out and sent out a distress signal to Batman. Now, I'm, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if Mayor Lightfoot uh, knows that Batman isn't real. But she went on to say, so I'm doing something similar for the census. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy to report. I'm calling out this, the, the census cowboy. I mean, who in the inner cities of Chicago don't love cowboys? I mean, first of all, cowboys were killing Indians. Cowboys are are part of the problem with America, right? So if the census, she said, if the census cowboy comes into your neighborhood, that's not a good thing. Of course not. Cowboys are bad. She said that means you got to step up and and do your part and and fill out the census. And that's all the news uh, that makes sense if you're completely hammered out of your mind. The census cowboy... Could this person be more out of touch? Well, no, no, no. I've got somebody more out of touch. I'm sorry. The, uh, the national anthem now is seriously up on the block. I just want you to I, I read a phrase last night on a on a website, which I think everybody should read. It's great. It's uh, American greatness dot com. And I was reading uh, one of the op eds and they were talking about, have you had your second tower moment yet? And that that is a reference to 9-11. And we all remember that day if you were alive and you saw the first plane go in, and you were like, holy cow, what a mistake. How did that happen? But when the second tower was hit, you knew we were under attack. When is America going to have its second tower moment? When are we going to wake up and realize that the country we know and love is under attack? We are in a war that is just as big as anything else we have ever fought. But it is a, it's a, I can't even say it's a cold war. It's a, it's, it's almost, well, it's, we're, we're, we're acting as if it is a, an invisible war and a silent war, but it's not. We're losing our country. We're losing our heritage. It has been taken from us. You want to know one reason why African-Americans have such a hard time? Because their history has been taken from them. Progressives took away all of the, the great leaders in the, in the founding and in the Civil War. 
They don't know who they're they don't know who the 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 millionaires and the people who persevered and the people who went you don't even know most people don't even know that Aunt Jemima was real. She was she was born in a log cabin as a slave in like 1830. While she never made it to a millionaire, she became one of the wealthiest women and definitely one of the wealthiest black women alive. And she did it through capitalism. She was real. She was beloved. People don't know their own history. You don't know the history of the Washington Redskins. That's why we've just lost the Washington Redskins. That was a tribute. Now the American flag. There is an op-ed now... (laughs) There's an op-ed out, and I just, I can't, I, I, I just don't. The Star-Spangled Banner had been a fixture of American life for more than a century prior to May 4th, 1931, when President Hoover signed a bill establishing the song as the national anthem. It's not really true. Do we happen to have Hail Columbia? Hail Columbia uh, was, was the more popular song. Do we happen to have it? Do you know? Uh, it might be Columbia National Anthem. I, I'm not sure. Maybe that's the state, the, the actual country, Columbia. Is it the Columbia National Anthem? Okay. Um, well, Hail Columbia, it's just, an awful, it's just an awful song. And we didn't have a national anthem. And the reason why we didn't is because that's not who we were. We didn't force things down everybody's throat. You could assemble the stars any way you wanted. As long as it was on the blue, you could make it into any shape you wanted. But then we started on on uh, standardized flags and don't burn the flag. That is all progressive nonsense. That's all started by Woodrow Wilson to make us into one solid country that would blindly follow Uncle Sam. Another invention of Woodrow Wilson. So in 1931, President Hoover, he signed a bill making it the national anthem. And the the tradition started right after World War II. After the war, the NFL commissioner then said the playing of the national anthem should be as much a part of every game as the kickoff. So that's why we all say play ball afterwards, because it started to be played in our stadiums for football and baseball. This is a new tradition. Well, they're going to get rid of that tradition. And I think we should do it with our eyes wide open. Now, I will tell you that there is, a, there is a, an article out now about the arguments against the Star-Spangled Banner. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's not an American song. It was actually, I think, like a drinking song over in uh, london um and then they the the tune was you know brought over here and set to francis scott key's lyrics and they say that it's just it's horrible um you know as his uh his national anthem the words the lyrics say the hireling or the slave well that's not a verse we even sing and it's too militaristic And so what can we do? Well, some people are saying lift every voice and sing, which I don't mind. I think it's pretty good. 
myself, but that's the black national anthem written by a black Republican. But I'm in no hurry. I, I don't like our national anthem myself, um, but, you know, whatever. It's the national anthem. I'm fine. I'm fine with keeping it. I think we should. It's our national anthem. I'm not going to give in to the mob. But if we all decided to change it and we were all logical and we all just got, got together and said, you know, the song really kind of sucks. Okay. I don't think America is going to say that, but I don't want it in a mob mentality ripped away from us. I won't give up. But I thought, you know, uh, th- th- this article goes on to say that really we should use Lean On Me by Bill With- by Bill Wither. Are you for that one, Stu? You for? <laughs> no. Lean On Me? It's- no. You're not? I- no, I'm not. Huh. Mm-mm. Okay. No. Okay. Well, no, no, just to be clear, you're no. a I thought we should look at, I thought we should look at other national anthems and from countries that we could just take. You know what I mean? It was just, if there's another national anthem, and I actually, I think it's New Zealand or is it uh, Australia? Do we have the New Zealand national anthem? Yeah, go ahead and play the New Zealand national anthem. I mean, because we can just. Now, it's in a language we don't speak, but that would stop people from being offended. (laughs) That's a. Not a bad answer to all these problems. We just make up words, right? That don't mean anything. Just make up words. You're right. I know that means something to somebody, but they're on the other side of the earth, and everyone gonna know. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think we should consider taking the New Zealand national anthem. What about just taking New Zealand? Um, I mean, if we're gonna take the anthem, let's just take the the country's beautiful. Too close to China. Uh, let's uh, let's take the Swedish national anthem. Well, I mean, what are the Swedes going to do? Throw band-aids at us? What I mean, I mean, they got universal health care. They should have a lot of band-aids, but that's all. So what are they going to do? Hey, yeah, sure. They took our national anthem. Yeah, we did. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? Play the Swedish national anthem. No. Falklands. Give me the Falklands national anthem. I don't like that one. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Sung by Nickelback, by the way. It's like a... It's, yeah. <laughs> My heart has become for the arm far away where the wind from Boy, this sucks. You can see why the Falklands oh, never did anything. If that's your national anthem. No. No. Have you ever heard of Maritus? Mar- Maritus? I've never even heard of this country, so we can clearly take them. Try this one. Uh, the whatever that is national anthem. It's a little somber. Ooh. Ooh. Bad chariots of fire. Uh, wow, that is bad. I'm starting to like our national anthem. 
Mauritius, by the way. Mauritius. Give me Ghana. Give me, give me the Ghana. Ghana national anthem. What is... Oh my gosh, this is weak. This is the one they would be pitching right now. Yeah. Watch what you ask like for here. Francisco Anthem. I know. This is a national anthem? This is the Ghana national anthem. Play it again from the beginning. I don't think I've ever heard anything quite this bad. <laughs> quite this bad. And yet, the lyrics are... It's like a song they said it cut out of Hamilton. Oh my gosh, this is... <laughs> We got to stop playing this because the social warriors out there, they will be, they'll be like, I don't know. That one was really good. I like that one. Car Shield is our sponsor. Warranties are designed to expire. And that's just the truth. You know, as well as I do, the soon, as soon as your warranty goes out, something's going wrong with your car. So why worry about it? Why worry about it? You could be on a monthly plan. So it'll all be covered. Uh, you can get Car Shield. Car Shield takes care of all the expensive repairs, so you don't have to. I mean, I don't mind if I have to go in and you know, it's uh, hey, it's twenty five bucks. When's the last time anything cost you twenty five bucks? Getting your car fixed. It's always something. You're like, okay, well, there goes our vacation. Right now, if you have Car Shield, you will get their protection plans that will save you thousands of dollars. And you can work it out to, you know, fit your budget. Rates start as low as 99 bucks a month. Car Shield has helped over a million drivers. They're, they're America's number one auto protection company. So get coverage today and see why Car Shield goes further. Uh, and the Car Shield cars go further than I- anybody else. It's carshield.com. Call 800 car 6000. Mention the promo code Beck or visit carshield.com. Code Beck. Save 10%. Carshield.com. Deductible may apply. 10 seconds. Station ID. Can you play our Star Spangled Banner? From the Millennial Choir and Orchestras. Here's our Star Spangled Banner. Back to Ghana. I mean, one. Honesty and help us to okay, try Papua New Guinea. I don't even know where that is, but let's try Papua New Guinea. Joy to be free. 
Is this the same guy? Does this sound like the new Guinea guy? A little bit. Shouts our names from the mountains to see. I don't know. I'm starting to like the Bill Withers idea. Lean on me. I'm starting. You know, maybe, uh, maybe some Nirvana. I mean, uh, you know, I can't believe how fast this country is is coming coming apart at the seams. You know, I, I mean, we we've seen it coming, but did you see it coming this fast, this rapid? That I mean, this is. How anyone can think that this is not planned is beyond me. Uh, look at how well crafted this whole thing has been. It really is. I mean, look at the Redskins are a good example of this. They announced uh, they are getting rid of the Redskins name and logo, including the logo that was, you know, designed by, modeled for, and designed for Native Americans. Uh, and the son of the person who designed it, a Native American, is very pissed off about this. Um, but it's like, that was something that in 2013, the owner of the team said he would never change the name. Like he was that strong. And he went through several waves of opposition to the name over and over again. They brought this up that it was some big problem. They'd go back and poll Native Americans and 90% of them would come back and say, we don't think it's a problem. The issue would go away for a while. They'd try it again. They'd try it again. They'd try it again. They tried it again recently. It was still in the, I think, mid 70s as far as approval rating for uh for the name and this time it's just as fine i guess for, for some reason because of one terrible incident in minnesota just they're just rushing for the it's gates not. and i know it's been it's, it's not it's not that but that's what the thing that put it over the the top it seems like it, it is a well-crafted plan and this was all waiting for the right moment to unleash and when that happened in minnesota our enemy said now go 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 gold line the world of the dollar is full of all kinds of strange twists and turns isn't it my gosh what's going to happen next it's it's almost like they're going to start uh, the fed's just going to start printing money and uh and just buying all of our debt oh they already did that well then they're going to start you know buying the stocks on the stock they're doing that too nine nine billion dollars in new really a day okay so the dollar um you know it's going to be it's going to be around probably as long as oh all of our all of our trusted and and uh, stable institutions you know and uh, nothing's gonna happen just like nothing's gonna happen to the washington redskins Gold is back to an eight-year-old high right now. They just turned the money machines on, and they've gone to Cabo for the week. Make sure you're out of this death trend of the dollar. Gold. If you're good for gold, you've got to find out about it at goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Call them now. Back-to-back, Studios America and Glenn Beck tonight on Blaze TV. It's blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Save the Family. This is the Glenn Beck program. Stu, I, David Brooks. I know I don't know. I know I don't like David Brooks, and I can't remember why. 
<laughs> you still have a list of the, people. Give me the David. Uh, yeah, David Brooks yeah. is a. You're talking like the columnist from the Times. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just a. He's a uh, fake conservative, right? Yeah, I don't even know if he would even say he's a conservative. He's a right, you know, a center right, I guess, uh, columnist. But I mean, he does tend to do a lot of things that are just critical of conservatives. Uh, he's been in that genre for a while. Um, and, you know, he doesn't say he never writes anything interesting, but he d- does seem to do that sort of, you know, what's really bad about conservatives right now thing. Um, yeah, quite right. often. Yeah. So there is a uh, there's an op ed out um, from from David Brooks. Nuclear family was a mistake. That That's the headline. <laughs> now, tonight, I'm going to show you how this is the the real target and it's been the target of marxists for a very long time and marxists have always tried to divide people into classes usually in wealth but they found that in the 1960s it wasn't going to work because if you look at our poor here in america our poor are better off than than most nations, most members of most nations. In fact, if you took the African-American, the American, and took the African-American community and you made it its own country, I think it would be 40th in the world on wealth. Um, and that would be that would be beating some really good countries. Um, and it can do better. But it's got to get away from the policies, quite honestly, that I believe were enacted in the 1960s. I'm convinced that the Great Society and the war on poverty and all of this was was built by a bunch of racists who knew exactly what they were doing. Um, how, how is it that the progressives who were the Klan, were Planned Parenthood, been spending 20 years, 40 years... 60 years at that point, trying to eliminate the um, the African-American. How did they suddenly come up with this this love for the African-American community and their plight? And we're going to help you No, that they did is they hobbled the African-American. And until we actually talk about those things, nothing else is going to change. It's only going to get worse and worse and worse because they are playing in. And until the African-American community wakes up and realizes, wait a minute, we're being used. The the Marxist understood that they could not take away and make us into class as the primary distinction that the poor were not going to rise up in America. And so they had to come with another target in the 1960s. They decided to make it race. And they've been working for a very, very long time. And we are under attack. Now, people say Black Lives Matter. I, I don't have a problem saying that. I don't, you know, I don't agree with everything they do. Well, would you say that, uh, would you quote anything, anything that was the, the slogan of the Nazi party? Of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. So why are you doing this? with black lives matter they are national socialists they are marxist they are looking to destroy the western way of life it has nothing to do with the plight of the black man it's run by a lot of really wealthy white people 
and white radicals. By the way, did you see in in Dallas last night, Stu, the 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 mob that went into the the Dallas restaurant, a bunch of white people going in for Black Lives Matter, just looking for a fight. They started shouting at black people in the restaurant, their families. It got ugly. They were looking for a fight. Not Eric, you got to start being Todd. You got to start being thinking like Todd Beamer did. I mean, we just, we just, we cannot go down uh, like this. And there are more of us than them. And it's it was all these white punks that were were explaining it to the black people on how the black people were on the wrong side. Wait, wait, what? It's so, so, now it's so racist Go inside of that, right? I mean, it's it's such a... Oh, my gosh. The, the idea that white people can just inform black people, Native Americans, in this recent example as well, any group, what they should or should not be offended by is is so presumptuous. It basically takes away the agency of the of the group. You know, I, I know All it's a this dumb does. example because it's a stupid lady on a syrup bottle, but Aunt Jemima was purchased in inordinate numbers by African-Americans. It was their favorite syrup. It was, the, it was by their favorite far pancakes. the favorite syrup. Yeah. And they yeah. actually bought it much more often than white people did. Um, yet white people came to the rescue of black people and took their favorite product off the market. Thank thank you, white people. What a wonderful blessing that we have you guys here to tell us what we should and should not be offended by and what we should or should not eat. It's 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 so insulting. And I don't know why, you know, there aren't uh, why there isn't a larger outspoken group of African-Americans more pissed off about this. Maybe they're being, uh, you know, kind of pushed down in the media landscape. I do see many of them. Uh, they call into this show. I see them posting online all the time. They're pissed off by this because they're being treated like children. They're being children. They're being treated oh, like a group absolutely. of people who need to have another group of people make decisions for them. That's what children are. And that is not acceptable. It should not be accepted. And it certainly is not racial empowerment. It's the opposite of that. I can't I can't take it. I just can't take it. I see these white punks who, you know, have no life experience at all um, <laughs> that are all Marxists. And they're lecturing blacks and black families. In this case, last night, lecturing black families on how racist they were because they wouldn't join with Black Lives Matter. It, it's insane. And this, I, you know, I was, I was watching it and I thought they are doing exactly what the brown shirts did in Germany. How did you get, when, when, when Hitler only had 30% approval rating, how did you get everyone to give the Hitler salute? You did it because the brown shirts held parades all the time. They would just come marching through your neighborhood or your street. And if you were on the street and they gave the Nazi salute, if you didn't give the Nazi salute, they singled you out and they beat the living daylight out of you. And so because people just didn't want the daylight beaten out of them all the time, they just didn't want to cause any trouble. They would just give the Hitler salute. That's exactly what's happening now. Companies that would would flag that would uh, hang the Nazi flag in their window of their shop 
Most times, it was not because they were supporting the Nazis. It was a signal, leave me alone, I'm on your side. Even if they weren't, they were just surrendering and saying, I'm not a problem. That is un-American. This is going to be remembered in history, and we're not getting these things back. Do you really think that these statues are going to go back? Once they remove Thomas Jefferson, once they remove uh, George Washington, once they change our history, we're not going back. It, it, we must not give an inch. Because the real goal here is to destroy the Western way of life. The real goal is to destroy the family. And if you don't believe me, go to the, go to the website for Black Lives Matter. They talk about it openly. They're saying now that the nuclear family was a product of, of uh, capitalism, that it uh, was not the norm, and we've got to go to a community-based family where, you know, parents can trust other people to raise their kids, and, and the state will get involved. This is, this is evil. You don't break up the family. You don't displace the father and the mother. You recognize that not everybody's going to have a mom and dad, and not all families are going to be good. And you do have extended families. But this idea that, that the family should be broken up is evil. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, I mean, outwardly says it. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement. I mean, it's hard to see. Uh, how fundamental that is uh, to American society. And, you know, Glenn, it goes beyond just this sort of warm family feeling, religious uh, foundations. One of the reasons why Marxists hate it so much is it's very consistent with conservative ideology. Like when when we, yes. we don't look at it as what the left looks at things and says the, the, the federal government should do it. Right. Or if you get even bigger than that in the Marxist world, the global government should do it. Right. Going back to uh, international socialism. When you go when you look at the country, they say the federal government should do it. And if the federal government can't do it, then the state government should do it. And if the state government can't do it, then maybe the local government. We look at it the exact opposite way. We say the family should do it. And if the family can't the individual. do it, yeah, the individual, <laughs> yeah. then the family, then the, the neighborhood, the community, then the local government, then this county government, then the state government, then the federal government. If all of those other ways fail, then we go to the big, the big group at the top. They look at it the exact opposite. So making the family weaker not only helps them for a million other reasons, but it helps them dismantle conservative ideology, ideology that our mm-hmm. founders instituted here uh, in the United States, you know, all these years ago. It helps them eat at the core of that, and that's the only way you can get rid of the system because it's been so successful. And, and the, the family has to be destroyed, and God has to be destroyed. There is a reason that every tyrant in the past refused to let you own a Bible. Because when you understand Christianity and when you understand uh, Judeo-Christian teachings, it teaches you that you answer directly to God for your mistakes. 
and that your power comes from a higher source. It doesn't come from a king or a government. So you have to destroy religion because that empowers you as an individual. The other thing that empowers you is the stability of the family. Mom and dad teaching you, go out and do it yourself. Pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Let's get going. Take care of your brothers and sisters. It's the family unit that also strengthens the child. So what did in the great society in the 1960s, what did the government do? They destroyed the family in the African-American communities, just destroyed it. It was doing better um, than a lot of other families. Uh, it, in, some, in some measurements, they were better and more stable than uh, white America. Still today, if you look at the stats of married families who are African-American, their poverty rate is like 7%. They're doing better than white families because they're stable. Remember, the, the key word here is chaos. And if you destroy the family, you create chaos. And it is under attack like never before. All of our institutions are. And we need to wake up. I'm going to show you this attack, and I'm going to show you the truth about families tonight at 9 o'clock. It's going to be on Blaze TV. I invite you to join us. We could really use your support. Become a family member, if you will. Uh, go to blazetv.com slash Glenn, if you're not already a member, and join us tonight for the special. Uh, the, the promo code will be Save the Family. And when you subscribe for a year, you'll save 20 bucks, 20% off. Now save the family at blazetv.com slash Glenn. This is your wake-up call. Evil is running rampant. We need to stand in the gap and stop the attack on the family. Tonight, 9 p.m., blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Save the Family. Welcome to the endless savings from your favorite stores. That's the first thing that you see when you download uh, the uh, Honey app. Uh, the Honey app is is there on your device or your computer. In less than five minutes, you've set up a free service that is going to run in the background, finding the best promo codes and discounts while you shop online. Then when you're ready to go to the cart and the checkout, Honey applies all of those savings to lower your overall cost. Now, here's the best part. A lot of time, money-saving apps like this are making their own money by harvesting and selling your information to other sources. Honey does not do that. They make their money entirely by working with the companies that support them, so your data is all safe. Honey works on nearly every online store, including Walmart, DoorDash, Home Depot, Lululemon, Macy's, a whole lot more. Honey has found people like you over $2 billion in savings, and that's why they have over 100,000 reviews, five-star reviews on Google Chrome. So, So not getting Honey is like literally passing up free money. We need to save money. Join Honey now. Go to joinhoney.com slash Beck. It installs in just seconds. Joinhoney.com slash Beck. Do it now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. 
from the Standing Rock Ranch in God's country. Hello and welcome to uh, the Glenn Beck program. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, we're all looking for our kids to go back to school and we're all excited for our kids to go back to school. Our kids are excited to go back to school. But what is in your child's school? What has been done to the curriculum since last we met? Um, there is a lot of new things that are being implemented now that you need to know. Is this in my kid's school or not? And you need to demand that it be removed. We'll tell you about that and talk to you about college. Why are we paying to have our kids be taught to hate us? Coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You've heard me talk about my Tacova's boots and how much I love them and what a great company they come from. It's a small business that's doing things the right way down here in Texas. Well, given the challenges that we're going through as a country, Tacovis has asked me to speak about something else that comes to mind every time I put on my Tacova's boots. The cowboy. Now, you know, I'm not a working cowboy, but I know some of those guys. And not being one of them, I wouldn't pretend to be. But what I see in them, I see in other people, too. Because in many ways, cowboy is just a mindset, an uncompromising can-do attitude, a willingness to help even when it's really hard. And most of all, the cowboy knows that the good guys always win in the end. So as you begin the hard work of bootstrapping this country and economy back into shape, Tecovis has the boots you need. Find your pair at tecovis.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com slash Beck, tecovis.com slash Beck. And what do you say? Let's all be cowboys. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to say about home title lock, you know, it's devastating to be the victim of a crime. But it can be even worse if you're the victim of a crime you didn't even know someone could commit. Home title fraud, which is actually becoming more and more of a problem these days, is a crime that very few people have even heard of. Someone literally finds the title to your home online, forges your name on the deed um, and that states that you know look you've sold your home and uh, the, like it's it's the it's the really dark part of this because they can refile this uh this form and prove that they're the new owner and that's what it looks like on paper and then if they do that they can literally evict you from your own home before you even know that it's been sold to someone else sounds like something that's uh, from a movie or something made up kind of to just just some awful romantic comedy uh, where they wind up having to have to live together and that's how they fall in love. Like the new, like the person who comes to kick them out of the house falls in love with the person being kicked out or something like that. It, it was on Hallmark. It's on Hallmark next week. Uh, but this is actually a real crime that happens to people. Go to Home Title Lock to make sure you're not in the stupid romantic comedy coming up. The instant they detect tampering, they will mobilize to shut it down. First things first, go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address, see if you're already a victim and don't know it yet, then use the code BECK for 30 uh, risk-free days of protection. It's BECK at the code at HomeTitleLock.com, HomeTitleLock.com. America, the United Teachers Los Angeles. It's a 35,000 strong union in Los Angeles in the Unified School District. It made a couple of demands. 
that before reopening of schools in the district can occur, there have to be some policy provisions in place, including a moratorium on funding for charter schools and the funding of local police. But they also went a little further. Um, They also demanded the implementation of a federal Medicare for all program, several new state level taxes on wealthy people and a federal bailout of the school district. The benefits to restarting physical schools must outweigh the risks, especially for our most vulnerable students and school communities. As it stands, I'm quoting from their document, the only people guaranteed to benefit from premature physical reopening of schools amidst a rapidly accelerating pandemic are billionaires and the politicians they've purchased. That is the union that is behind the teachers that are going into the classroom in California and teaching your children. Why are we doing this? Well, we're doing it because there's nothing else we can do, right? I mean, I got to send my kid to college. Yeah, well, why don't we look for a college that maybe has a set of balls on them? Maybe, maybe we look at a college unlike Penn State. Did you see what Penn State did? Dear students, each of you belong here. Each of you. Dear black students, your lives matter. Dear Muslims and Jewish students, your beliefs are valued here. Dear Latinx students, you will not find walls here. Latinx, 98% of Latino hate the phrase Latinx. But let white people decide for you. Dear conservative students, your viewpoints are important. Except they're really not at Penn State because they got so much backlash, they deleted the conservative students. They have female students, LBGTQI+, uh, students, international students, Muslim, Jewish, black students, Latinx, but no longer conservative students. Why would you send your kid into that hellhole? There is a university or a college that I have never heard of before that is worth your consideration, perhaps. We talked to the very, very, very uh, brave president of New St. Andrews College in just a second. Why do I say very, very brave? Oh, you'll understand in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You and I are both alike. We love our dog. We love our dog. We probably also both hate cats. I'm only saying this to rile up the cat people. It's, I'm just doing it just because Stu actually has to go through all of the tweets and the mail and everything else. And uh, all the cat people just dogpile. Oh, look at that. Dogpile, right? Anyway, I want my dog to live the fullest, healthiest, happy life that he can. Um, and, you know... If I felt that way about Stu, I'd give him Rough Greens as well. <laughs> rough Greens is something that can help your dog live a really, really healthy life. Rough Greens, it's not a dog food. It's something you put on top of the dog food. I brought it to my vet, and I said, should I give this stuff to my dog? 
And she said, let me look at the ingredients. When she finished looking at the ingredients, she said, absolutely. This is really good. Probiotics, antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, omega oils. Some of the things your dog needs to live a healthier lifestyle, and they're not getting it unless they are um, are getting it through Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens. So give your dog the Rough Greens 14-day jumpstart bag for fourteen ninety-five. You'll see the beginning differences in your dog. Um, my dog is a different dog because of this. Uh, Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens.com slash back. Rough Greens.com slash back. Or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33 or Rough Greens.com slash back. So last week, we played a, a, a video that went viral online. I want to play it again, and I want you to listen to this. Hey, wokey McWoke face. Quick question. This black life mattered. But doesn't this Martin one? Martin Luther King. We know this black life matters. A unborn matters. baby. But why doesn't this one? George Floyd. We An believe that all babies' baby. black lives mattered. And tens of millions of others, too. Murdered in the most dangerous place in this country for any black life. A womb. Murdered and dissected and sold. Jeez. We believe that each and every human life matters because every human life, regardless of culture or color, is crafted in the sacred image of Almighty God, which is the only possible reason why any life could matter at all. We believe that secular progressive white supremacists have been running a vile and genocidal population Jeez. control campaign against blacks in America that has straddled centuries trying to keep them from life, from adulthood, from power, from stable families and communities. And that matters. We believe that the organization Black Lives Matter, registered trademark, is a Marxist front that doesn't care about black lives even half as much as an average white pro-life flyover Trump voting evangelical. Every single black life matters, from conception to the grave and beyond into eternity. That is God's truth. And it's a hell of a lot more than BLM can say. This shouldn't be hard, but clear thinking is rare these days, especially on college campuses. All lives matter. All black lives matter. All. Behind a badge. On the street. In the womb. Philosophy matters. Theology matters. History matters thinking matters learn to think in unthinking times new saint andrews college clear thinking clear teaching in person this fall jeez dr ben merkel is with us he's the president of new saint andrews college ben how are you sir i am well thanks so much for having me on uh so uh how much heat did you get for that uh, you know, it's gotten uh, considerable. We had our mayor pretty upset at us and um, uh, say something in a local paper. Um, and we've had, uh, but but to be honest, actually, I, I have to say the the positive response has been outweighed by about ninety five percent to five because I think a lot of people are so sick of being told that they're racist. 
um, because they don't support BLM. And I think that we were able to say what a lot of people sort of intuitively felt, but weren't hearing anybody articulate it clearly. And who came up with this idea? Who, who's, uh, whose we, brainchild yeah, was so this? In- our, our marketing team here, we, we've got um, some, some friends that we hired to, to put this together, but they're all graduates from our college. So I've never heard of New St. Andrews College. Uh, you're in, of all places, Moscow, Idaho, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're the other Moscow. Yeah, we're a, we're uh, a very, yeah. Small, very small private Christian college in North Idaho. Uh, so a very small little school. Um, so it's, it's understandable. A lot of people don't know about our existence. And, and how long have you been around? We started in 1994. We grew out of the um, classical Christian education movement. It uh, started in 1980, and then we're a college that tends to pull from kids who have done classical Christian education. So, um, Ben, you know, we, we're looking at our colleges now, and none of them seem to have a spine. I mean, I, I just told the audience about uh, Penn State, where they, they, they took conservative off of the you're welcome here um, because of backlash from their their students and faculty what's really happening to our university system and and is there do we survive this well i i think we could survive it but it would take a really bold change for us to do it i mean i don't think americans we, we complain a lot as conservatives about what we see as the deep state the sort of unelected mechanism that seems to run our country but can't be held accountable. And I don't think we realize how much education is the ultimate deep state. Both K-12 to and also colleges, um, our fa- the faculty and staff of most colleges, including your Christian colleges, are dominated by progressive left uh, ideology. Mm-hmm. Um, every teacher uh, votes Democrat. They, there is, um, it's, it's really total how much the left has taken over education and i think that's why i mean i was listening to your show earlier and you were talking about how how swiftly everything seems to have changed but i i think that's because we have slowly had um basically an entire generation indoctrinated in a way that we didn't really realize was happening and now we're seeing the, Mm -hmm. the fruition of it but it's, it's also, I mean, there are other elements in education. I think that the way education is funded is a big part of it. The federal money um, has such um, big strings that are attached to it and steer you in terms of your ideology. And then the way accreditation and other things like that work, it really cultivates a leadership class that is all about um, demonstrating compliance. Like you just... You're not going to see mm-hmm. college administration make any kind of bold move because they got there by demonstrating compliance over decades and decades of their professional life. So they're allergic to those kinds of decisions. It's it's also it's unreasonable to think that a a school system funded by a federal government is going to teach. Don't trust a federal government. Don't trust the government. Um, right. You know, you have to think independently. You have to think for yourself. There's no way. How we expected that to happen is beyond me. Yeah. But Yo, they yeah, haven't I, been I, teaching I mean, that for a long time. 
Yeah, all, all real true government begins with self-government. Um, I, I, it has to start there, and then you know your own self-discipline, your own self-government, then makes possible other real government. But yeah, our institutions really uh, depend on compliance with a larger state. So that's not going to be something that they're going to inculcate in our students. Um, for the per- the person who is thinking, well, I got to send my kid to college. Um, and they're going into college this, uh, you know, this fall. What do you right. say to that parent? You know, I think you've got to ask some hard questions. I think that a lot of parents, they, they, they have the impression that, okay, I know that the colleges are generally liberal, but they remember going to the college in the 80s and the 90s, and they remember bumping up against those kinds of things, and they assume that everybody's talking about the same kind of college that they went to, and they don't realize how radically transformed the college campus is. It's nothing like what we went through. Um, so you, you need to ask some hard questions. And I, I think that I'm, I'm torn because I go back and forth. On the one hand, people are paying exorbitant amounts of money for an education that gives them no, um, no real uh, education whatsoever and hardly any actual um, professional skills. And so in a lot of ways, I see the, the movement for, like, we'll just go to a trade school and learn a trade. That's mm-hmm. a much um, mm-hmm. quicker way to get into a job and to avoid the debt and the indoctrination. But at the same time, the reason why we're at the place that we are right now, it's not because we haven't learned how to employ professional skills. It's because we haven't learned how to think. Yep. And, and I think exactly that right. we, need to, we need to reprioritize critical thinking at the college level because that's what we have lost and now we're we're not it's not that we can't get a job it's that we have um destroyed our entire economy well you can't uh you can't learn to think from wokey mcwoke face as your ad put it you you can't learn critical thinking if you are if you are told there are things that you can't think, can't say, and things are bad. I mean, the, I don't I don't understand how uh, academia doesn't realize they have become the old church in the dark ages where we'll lock you in a tower if you disagree with us. That's what's happening yeah. to us now. And they don't seem to see that. Yeah, well, I, I think a lot of it has to do with just that ultimate rejection. Well, the rejection of ultimate truth. So, so when you reject ultimate truth and what you have, everybody reverts to their own personal truth. And then what happens is, is that you're dominated by personal emotion. And, um, and, and so, like, if, if you try to interact with somebody at a BLM protest, you're not going to get an actual argument. What you'll get is them sort of vomiting up their emotion. Because that's how they've been. That's what they've been trained thinking is. But in the um, in the you know in the traditional West, we understood that there was a transcendent truth that we all answered to, and and argument was about understanding these transcendent principles that we then looked to apply consistently in our lives and in how we treated others. And that's where logic comes from. That's where philosophy comes from. That's where theology comes from. So you, you have this larger um, transcendent truth that you live under, and it provides the kind of um, cultural success that the West has had for a millennia. But uh, they're rejecting all of that, and so all they can do is burn it down. 
We're talking to uh, Dr. Benjamin uh, Merkel. He's the president of New St. Andrews College. I'm going to just want to spend a couple more minutes with him here after 60 seconds. We're going to break for 60 seconds here. Uh, Let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. If you are looking to sell your house, um, you need probably all sorts of things to be done. Um, Do you know who the best carpenter is to call? How about the best carpet guy, the best plumber? Somebody who specializes just in moving dirt since you have some erosion in the backyard. That has to be addressed. Who does all of those things in your town? Do you know anyone that does that? Well, here's the answer to this. You don't need to know all those people. You need a real estate agent that knows all of those people. When you're working with one of the real estate agents I trust, then the answer is that person, that one person. Real estate agents I trust. Free service to you. The agents who work with us are the best of the best. They know the best practices, and they're going to work hard for you. Get your house sold on time and for the most amount of money. And if you're moving, find the right area for you. It's real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Dr. Benjamin uh, Merkel is the president of the new St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. Worth your consideration. What is your tuition? We'll be at about a little over 13K, 13,500 this next year. Per semester? Uh, nope, for the year. Uh, and we do not take uh, any government money. So no student loans, no Pell grants. We didn't take any of the PPP money either. So we reject the federal money, but I think in rejecting the federal money, you actually make your college more affordable because you step out of a whole bunch of bureaucracy and everything that inflates the cost of the college. So um, 1619 Project, Oprah Winfrey now, is going to be doing a new movie, and a new film and TV series on the 1619 Project. That's in our schools. Um, we have Black Lives Matter coming to our schools now. How do we fight this as a parent? I think, I think that the thing you have to do is that you, you have to take education seriously. This is what this is what they are inflicting upon you. But as a parent, you have the ability to make actual decisions about the kind of education your kids are getting. There are private schools, there's homeschooling, there's ways to get involved with your local school board. And we need to actually stand up and retake this ground instead of passively just sort of rolling over and letting this happen again and again and again. If we don't do that, if we just continue to take it, we're lost, aren't we? Oh, it's, it's, it's all over. Uh, absolutely. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world, and that's what the teachers have been. That's why I think education is the ultimate deep state. And if we want, um, you know, culture is something that you pass on to the next generation. But that, that handoff point where the baton is passed to the next runner, that's happening in the schools and we take our hands off that and we hand it over to somebody whose ideology is opposed to us. And then we're surprised when, uh, when, when our children are uh, joining the BLM movements and these revolts. I, I think it's just really sad seeing, particularly within the Christian world, how many of the, um, the next generation 
have been trained to hate everything that their parents stood for, and their parents didn't even notice that it was happening. Quite remarkable. Um, quite remarkable. And uh, I, I think you will agree that um, Christians uh, and those who believe in the Judeo-Christian values uh, of our country had better stand up, uh, because I don't think we have much time left uh, if we don't. And that is a weird thing to say and to, for the first time in my career, kind of be provable. <laughs> you know, I, I could I could back up all of my uh, all of my statements of what was coming. But, you know, it still seemed like a stretch. America not having much, much more time uh, if we don't stand up uh, seems very realistic to, I think, a lot of people now. I think that that's absolutely true. Uh, Dr. Benjamin Merkel, president of New St. Andrews College. The website is nsa.edu, nsa.edu. Thanks very much for standing up and being uh, a little bit of light in a vast sea of darkness. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Okay, you walk into your bathroom right now. How much of the pile of stuff is dedicated to shaving? A whole industry sprung up around the concept that you need to have every product in the book to get a good shave. Razors with tons of blades and soaps and gels and foams. There's probably uh, somebody out there trying to get people to buy mud to shave with. I guarantee it. Um, You don't need all of that stuff. You don't. You need a razor and you need Shave Secret. It's an oil, it's not a foam, and it helps reduce or eliminate all types of shaving irritations for men and women. Ingrown hairs, shave bumps, redneck, bikini bumps, nicks and cuts. Shaving is an important part of our lives, both men and women, and for, you know, and for men who want to be women, I guess, uh, maybe especially for them, there's no need to muddy the waters of shaving. Get Shave Secret. It's essential oils, a proprietary blend. It's really great. It's available regionally at H-E-B, Wegmans, Walmart, and Amazon. Or you can go to ShaveSecret.com and use promo code BECK to let them know that I sent you. ShaveSecret.com, Walmart, Amazon, Wegmans, H-E-B, Shave Secret. Back to back, Stu does America and Glenn Beck. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Save the family is the code for 20 bucks off. From the Standing Rock Ranch, this is the Glenn Beck program. Kids were out um, stacking hay uh, yesterday. Had to bring in all the hay from the field. And uh, I was out uh, trying to um, just. Uh, grade my my driveway because uh, it's full of potholes and everything else. I have to do that once a year. And I got on the tractor and I got about halfway down the road and it just stopped on me. So I just got off and walked back home because uh, I have no idea. I have no idea what was, you know, I I turned the key and, uh, you know, nothing happened. And um, I turned on the blinkers and the electric was still working. Uh and I, I got off. I actually figured out how to open the, the hood of the of the tractor. And then I realized I don't know what I'm even looking for. I couldn't identify that's an engine 
but I couldn't go deeper than that. I don't know what any of those things are in there. So I just, I just walked away and, uh, and I, you know, I just, I, I'm not exactly a farmer or a rancher or no, I dis- an outdoorsy person. I disagree. I think you're doing it the right way. The right way. Because really? there's a romanticized view of, of farming and getting your hands dirty, but it's also hard work. I don't know if anyone remembers this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, really hard yeah. work. So the right yeah. way to do it is to have the nice tractor ride down the country road. And then yeah. when it doesn't work out perfectly, when you just hard. just get out and hope somebody else fixes it. Or you leave it on the side of the road and never see yeah, it again. Yeah, it's really, it's, uh, you know, it, it might be, that'll be one of those rusty tractors that are sitting there in the field someday. And the grandkids will be like, ah, oh, I remember that rusty tractor. We used to play on it all the time. Yep. It's because grandpa just got off because it didn't work. Full, full full tank of gas there. Yeah, right. Uh, like, but, it's uh, like with sports. Like Everyone wants to be the general manager of a football team. You want to make the trades. You want to figure out the salaries. You want to you know get the players in and draft them and sign them and all that stuff. There's probably like hundreds of hours a week of just, you know, HR paperwork that goes along with that job. No one wants to do it. That's why you join a fantasy league and you do the fun parts of of being a general manager of a football team without any of the downside. And that's what you're doing. You're doing fantasy farming. So, <laughs> right. So my, I am, I yeah. really am. Uh, my wife won't let me buy Buffalo. I, I want, I want a couple of Buffalo and cause we have more than enough uh, space for the Buffalo to roam. Uh, if I may wax poetic there mm, for a second, beautiful. Uh, and, uh, and they, and my wife is like, you don't even know how to take care of Buffalo. And I said, no, that's the point. You don't take care of Buffalo. You leave them alone. You just let them roam. You don't, you don't take care of them. Yeah, like, they don't I, I'm like not, people. I'm not a farmer, but you don't like put food out in a bowl for Buffalo, do you? I mean, it seems like the type of thing. I would imagine in the winter I've got to do something, you know, give them some sort of food. But, mm. you know, that's something I would look into. You know, we make sure that if After there you were the things buffalo. you do, but I just know you... Huh? You look into it after you have the buffalo? No, I look into it before because if it's too much work, then I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really want a buffalo. I want, I mean, I just think that the buffalo is probably the best animal to have because it doesn't like you. I like to look at it, but I don't want to pet it or do anything else. I just like looking at it. Uh, I can eat it if I get really desperate. Uh, and so it just kind of stays away and does its own thing. I think that's the right kind of animal to own. Now, I know there's a lot of people listening and go, that's why I have a cat. Ah, well, cats suck. Buffaloes. I mean, if you were talking, if you, if your, if your cat was a buffalo, I'd be with you. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want a buffalo if the buffalo crapped in my house. Uh, and that's what happens with cats. Right. In a little so, box. Even yeah. if it was trained to use a little box, I'm not going to, I'm with you. The buffalo jumps on my counter. I don't want a buffalo. No. I, don't, I just don't want. I don't want one. You get your buffalo hair out of my uh, my pretzel dip. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean that is, and, and this is an argument that my wife and I have had for years, and I don't think I'm going to win this one. No. Yeah. You and, don't win many of those arguments. Uh, none of those really come back with you victorious. It's not the way those work. Yeah. Known you yeah. for a long time. That's yeah. not the way those ever turn out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, we're we're coming back. We're coming back in a couple of weeks. And uh, my wife just said last night, OK, I think I'm ready to go home. And I think it's because she doesn't remember what home was like 
uh, or what it's like uh, now in Texas. I mean, we're just living a we're living a normal life that I think most Americans in the middle of the country are living. Uh, and, you know, if you're living in one of the cities, it's nuts. It's nuts. I, look, Texas doesn't feel all that different than it ever has, honestly. I mean, certainly many people would criticize, I guess, Texas for that. But, yeah, you know, you're not going to, to major gatherings. The concerts, the big sporting events aren't around. And that's, that's a change. But, you know, most people only do that a couple times a year, probably anyway. The restaurants, I don't, it's not that much different. You're more spaced out. You know, you're down to 50% right now. Um, which is, a, you know, it's it's more of a, an effect on business than it is on on the average person's viewing be, or, or, or ex, restaurant experience because not that many people are going out to them. I mean, there's enough people who are just like hesitant and don't want to go out and try it that it's not hard to get into most restaurants or anything like that. There's not a it's not, you see more people in masks, which can be annoying, especially in, you know, yesterday was 104 degrees here. So the second you're thrown on a mask now, obviously, most of the time you're only using it inside. But still, there's that moment where you're putting it on or you're taking it off as you get outside. It's, it's pretty rough. You know, that sort of stuff. But it's minor compared to where we were in March and April. I mean, it feels much more normal than it was, just a little bit creepy. And I got to be honest with you. I was thinking this the other day. Over the past few months, you've, I've cut down my human interaction by, let's say, 80%. You know, I still see people occasionally. But like, you know, you don't, you're not having as many gatherings. Like my kid just finished a little league, you know, there's still that going on and you still see people, but your interaction is much less and it's different. You're, you're standing a little bit further away. Maybe you're not, uh, you're not, you're not doing all of the same things. We all know all the steps that people take. And at this point, it's become a little bit second nature to not walk up. I mean, you don't have the Seinfeld close talkers anymore really around. Everyone kind of keeps their distance a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed too. Since all this started, not only have I not had COVID, thank you, uh, thankfully, but also I haven't been sick with anything else. And that started me right? down this, this sort of like thought train of when you think about it, the reason you're getting sick is because at some point during your day, someone has breathed out some sort of droplet or touched something that you've touched and then you've inhaled or ingested something that has made you sick And as you go down this road, you end up in Howard Hughes's movie theater, (laughs) peeing in bottles and never coming out again. I'm there now. I'm there now. I have a stack of milk bottles over in the corner. (laughs) I mean, it's so true. It is. You realize how gross it it is. But it's also really dangerous because look at how many things we're not fighting off right now that are are out there new bugs new things we don't we don't fight them off we start going back and we're all going to be sick it's it's we're funny be sick. i don't know if it did just that fast i know some people think that you know um uh, one of the things i thought was really interesting going through all this covid stuff is that they have this mobility data which just suspend your instinct to think how creepy this is that they have all this data basically uh, monitoring every single place you go every single day uh, and as of right now, they're just aggregating it, right? And so they aggregate it and they show, show uh-huh. a, a mobility change. Like, for example, when we went into um, shutdown, it was never a shutdown. Like, we never got past about half of people staying home. I mean, that was about as much as we ever shut down in the United States. Um, but when we got down there, um, what when you look at the numbers, about 25% of the population 
was already in shutdown. Like they were already in their homes, very rarely ever leaving, not going to work, not going to school, staying basically inside their homes all the time, with the exception of occasional trips to, for, you know, the grocery store or whatever. People are, you know, mm-hmm. some are disabled, some are just don't like to leave the house, some are in you know, my 600-pound life, almost all of them need cranes to get out when they need to go out. <laughs> you know, I don't know what the situation is, but I was shocked at that There's thought. you, there's me. Right? <laughs> you and me, like, I don't want to leave. at least in two of those categories. <laughs> 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 I mean, I need a crane, but I got a crane so I can get to right. work every day. Right. Uh, the, but the point right. is that people... A good chunk of the country is already doing this shutdown thing and is doing it all the time. And those people don't, when they come out, get instant bugs and die in days because they have no immune system left. I mean, we're a pretty resilient species. This is why this is such a notable event. This is why we haven't had one of these in a hundred years, like on this level. These things, generally speaking, we take care of pretty handily. It's just that... I don't know if I... You don't know if you I buy don't one. know if I buy on this uh, on this level stuff anymore. I mean, I I just I really don't. I mean, I I, I look mean? at this. Why aren't we just quarantining those people who are sick and saying to people who are in the most uh, dangerous uh, or vulnerable situation, stay home, and all the rest of us go to work. Well, I mean, I think I mean, I, that's where we are is, in Texas, certainly. I mean, I, you know, it's we, you know, you, a lot of people are telling that's us, heresy that that's heresy in in California, New York, Michigan, a lot of big states. That's heresy. Most places are open, though, at some level. California just closed down restaurants again. A lot of companies are saying, you know what? You can do your stupid job at home. Just do it at home and don't come into my, my office. I don't want to get sued by you because of coronavirus if you get it. That's very common, but from at the company level, it's not, it's not particularly common at this point uh, when it comes to state laws. I mean, we went through a period of legitimate shutdown. I mean, the, you know, the, Trump basically did six weeks, right, from mid-March to the end of April. Uh, and, you know, STEM states went longer than that. Some states went shorter than that. Some states didn't do it at all. Some, you know, places like New York are just really starting to, to, to open up. But generally speaking, there's a lot, of, there's a lot more movement there than there was. Um, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it's one of those situations that, that we, can, we, we can't be in a constant shutdown. And, and very few people are actually advocating for that. The news likes to make a big... Uh, shows of all the people who come out and say we need to shut down for the next year until we have a vaccine everybody realizes that's not sensible but you know you taking some precautions to try to minimize the spread as much as you can is obviously something you could do while having an economy open if people actually listen to it so i think that that's a sensible uh sensible thing you've seen that you've seen a shift from the from the white house i think on that lately where they've been encouraging these things uh even more but I mean, when you talk about, you know, on the level in the United States, certainly there hasn't been, uh, you know, there has not been something that has had this sort of damaging effect in, you know, since 1918. I mean, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, a, a infectious disease, there's really not a competitor at this point. All right. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It's Rectech. Sometimes you just want to stand out there in your skinny jeans at the Rectech, you know, with your organic gluten free craft beer gazing lovingly at the big old slab of tofu lathered up in vegan mm. avocado oil. Mm. Ah, nice t- 
tasteful serving of lemongrass shoots on the side. Mm, life is good when you're a vegan, you think to yourself, shortly before passing out on the deck. Well, the good news is uh, you can you can make vegan food. My daughter's been making tofu. We've been smoking the tofu on the <laughs> rec tech. Wow! Uh, and we've been we've been making big old fat juicy steaks as well. It's a smart grill. It has smart grill technology and perfect stainless steel design. Rectech's going to take your uh, cooking game up to a much higher level, especially if you're grilling, you know, real food. Been cooking with the Rectech for a few months now, and our family has gone from zero to hero. I mean, I have for sure. Um, I can't because I burn everything. Not with Rectech. It is great. Rectech. Follow them on all social media. Sign up for their newsletter. It's kind of a family. Great recipes. If you're a griller, just find Rectech on social media. And you can visit RectechGrills with an S dot com. That's R-E-C-T-E-C Grills dot com. Do it now. RectechGrills dot com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. So the nuclear family is under attack, um, and you're going to start seeing this everywhere, talking down the family. This is such a well-coordinated, um, well-financed. Do we have the George Soros theme by any chance, Sarah? Do we have that loaded yet? Um, the uh, uh, This is so well-financed by George Soros and others. Um and it's it's a coordinated attack on our nation and all of the things that we hold dear. Family is probably the thing that we hold most dear in our nation. Our families, um, Christmas, Thanksgiving, all built around God and families. Well, those are the two things that are under attack. Good news in in California. The California churches are starting to stand up, and you've got to stand up. Catholics, you are in real, real danger. Um, this social justice, Black Lives Matter stuff is everywhere, and you've got priests losing their jobs because they're speaking out against it. If you want to retain a faith that is based on Christian individualism and forgiveness you've got to stand up churches you're being told you can't reopen anymore if you decide that you're not going to reopen that's fine but you decide this is your first amendment and because uh, uh, the governor of california has come out and said well you know the protesters are doing something important Wait a minute. Are you saying that the other First Amendment uh, right of religion, that that's not important, too? I think it's the most important thing. And you've got to stand up and stand together. Um, And uh, we are the more we look at our problems and don't fix our family and don't fix our faith. Uh, the farther behind the eight ball we get. Those two things are critical. And tonight I'm going to show you the attack on the family. And I'm going to correct the stats. Information you need to know to be in the game. 
You'll find it at uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. blazetv.com slash Glenn. Join us. Save $20 off your subscription. Use the promo code SAVETHEFAMILY. Program.